Hey y'all, and welcome back to This Is Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hilbert, and this is a podcast all about how to become the best version of you. Finding who you really are, improving yourself, feeding your soul, and exploring new ways to grow in each area of your life. How has y'all's week been? This is actually the second time now I'm trying to record this episode. I recently, I just did it like, I don't know, a minute ago and got through just kind of this section of where I talk about, you know, like recapping my week and checking in on you guys. And I stumbled over just, I don't know, 90% of my words. I don't really know what's going on. So I'm really hoping that this one goes better. Um, But yeah, how have you guys been doing? I have been just trying to make strides more on this podcast and I've been making a lot of changes, more so on the back end of everything, not really things that you guys will notice that much. Um, But I am looking at purchasing a newer, higher quality mic, so you guys will probably notice when that happens maybe in the next couple weeks. The one I have right now only cost me around $30, and for $30, it is awesome. It gets the job done, and it has fairly good audio quality, but I'm really ready to step it up, get rid of any background noise that I can, and just kind of hone in on the audio, and I'm also learning how to edit my audio. Before, I just didn't really need to do that. I also was using Anchor to lay my background music kind of under my own audio and it would do it for me but now that I'm using the background music that Zach made for me I have to edit it in myself so that's been an experience because I've never had to do that before and I also recently switched from using Anchor to Buzzsprout which is my hosting site so that's kind of where I get all my episodes together and then it posts it on all the different um, platforms for me so I just wanted to see if that'll make a difference in distribution and also just how they work with the creator and all of that and to tap it off I've also started an Instagram for this podcast I know I've had a really busy week I wanted to have another resource for you all and also another spot for everyone to be able to connect I understand that not everyone uses Facebook so I wanted to make that as well and on that Instagram I mainly just post inspiring quotes and content nothing too heavy just some daily inspiration to help lift your spirits So if that is something that you think you would enjoy, please go follow at This Is Your Life Podcast. Last note for me, I recently made the decision to raise money and support the St. Baldrick's Foundation. If you don't know what that is, it's a foundation and charity that supports childhood cancer. Every year they do a nationwide event where people people will raise money and then they shave their head to show solidarity and support for children with cancer who have had to go through that experience themselves and lose their hair. It's a really amazing foundation and one that I've wanted to be a part of for a couple of years. My cousin was actually a part of that event a couple of years ago and it really inspired me and I wanted to do it for so long but I honestly was just a really big chicken about shaving my hair off. Um, As I'm recording this episode early, by the time that you hear this episode I will have already shaved my head Um, but that's what I'm up to this week. I have a GoFundMe set up that I'll be running for a week and then at the end I'm going to shave my head. I'm extremely nervous because, as I said, I've previously checked out from doing it. I've had long hair for most of my life, and it has become a part of me. But I think 
that this will be not only an amazing opportunity to help a great foundation, but also an amazing learning experience for myself. I think as women, especially our hair is such a large part of our identity. And along with that comes so many expectations. And to be able to step away from that and learn an even deeper meaning of beauty that we see in ourselves and also our confidence will be such a positive experience for me. I know that my event will be over by the time that this goes up, but I will have the foundation's website linked to my bio and I highly encourage everyone to just take a moment to go check them out and see what they're all about. And if you can donate, um, I can do an episode, whoa, I can do an episode later in the future, kind of talking about my experience with everything and how I felt emotionally through this experience and after and growing back my hair and all of that. If you guys would be interested in that so please do let me know but yeah let's get into this week's episode this week we are talking all about how to make friends during a pandemic one of my most popular episodes is about friendships in adulthood and so i wanted to give you guys more content in that realm in that episode i talked about how to maintain and build positive encouraging friendships as well as recognizing negative friendships this week I want to talk about ways to meet new people and form new friendships, especially at times like this when the classic techniques might not be available to us. For this episode, I went through a couple different articles with similar similar titles of making friends to see kind of just what everyone else had to say. Most of the points made were not activities for meeting people, but improvements in the way you interact with others. For example, a lot of the tips and tricks were things like, don't be afraid to be you and step out of your comfort zone. And even though these points are true and can be helpful, they're all things we've heard before and they don't give us scenarios or, I don't know, different ways that we can use these tools. So for this episode, I'm not going to be giving you tips on what to do when talking to people, but instead talk about what you can actively do to meet new people in 2021. I can do another episode later on conversations and tips and tricks in that realm, but that's not really this episode. Recently, I've had a couple of my friends move during the craziness that was 2020. One to Nashville, another to New Mexico. Heck, even Zach and I have talked about moving out of Colorado for a new adventure. So this is a topic that's really important to me and to discuss as well as I've always been known for having a small group of friends. Meeting new people has never been my strong suit. But as I've forced myself to move to new places and so on, I've learned more and more new ways to meet new people. I've also been really interested in how other people make new friends. It's weirdly a topic I've talked about with a lot of my friends. So while writing this episode, I actually reached out to one of my friends, Allie. She is a musician and her music will be linked in the show notes. Please go check her out. But she gave me her thoughts on this topic as well. She just recently moved and she's also the queen of making new friends. It's honestly really inspiring watching her interact with new people and how much she loves it, as well as how quickly people feel connected to her. So I felt I couldn't do this episode justice without getting her thoughts on it. The biggest point that she made that really stuck out to me that I want to talk about first was referencing what's happening in the world. Even though it has made everything a challenge, it in some ways has helped us all. Right now, feeling connected to other people makes such a big difference in our mental health. It's one of the biggest challenges we're facing as a result of our physical health becoming a concern alongside education, employment, and overall well-being. 
As we continue to fight the pandemic we find ourselves in, it can be easy to feel disconnected from everyone around you. And so we need to find ways to connect ourselves to one another. And in a backwards way, this pandemic has done that for us. We are all experiencing this together, and it gives us a backbone of unity to start with. It has given us something that connects each and every single one of us, and we can use this to remind ourselves that we are not alone, and we are connected to those around us. We have something that is universal and is relatable and is so current and present in our lives. It has caused people to want to connect more and more, and even though these times are hard, I think it is beautiful that we can find the positives in it all. Now, normally my techniques for meeting new people would look a little bit different, but we're, we are in this really weird space and time where we keep, we're keeping to yourself is encouraged, but it can also be a danger to our mental health. Now, I do want to say before we get into it that I am in no way encouraging you to go out and do anything that makes you uncomfortable, especially with COVID running around. And most of these are geared towards meeting people and being able to maintain a friendship online or over the phone. I realize that sometimes that can only be so satisfying, but I want to hit both sides of the spectrum of comfortability. My first recommendation, which if you listen to last week's episode, this may come to a surprise to may come as a surprise to you, but it's using a service such as Bumble BFF. I know, I know, I just talked about how dating apps can affect your mental health, but I also stated that it's just it just means to be aware of those points. Plus, in this scenario, we're using this app not to date, but for friendship, so personal dynamics are a bit different. I've never used Bumble BFF personally, but I know a couple people who have and have really liked it. The best part about it is that everyone is actively seeking a platonic friendship, and you're starting it online or over the phone. You can look at what other people are interested in and talk to different people, and when all of this madness is over, you can meet up and get a cup of coffee. Heck, you can even have a FaceTime coffee date right now if you want to. This strategy is best for those who are more comfortable right now in quarantine, but are feeling a little isolated. You're given a world of possibilities, but just like I said last week, try not to get lost in it. Strategy number two is using Facebook groups to meet people. This is a great way to connect with others as you can join groups specifically based off your interests and if you want your geographic location. For example, if you play soccer or volleyball or softball, there are usually groups specifically for pickup games or joining a league. I'm part of a Facebook group for soccer in my town, and people are always posting games that are happening or just saying, hi, my name is blah blah and I play this position. Most of the time, people will comment to recruit them for games or leagues. People are also so friendly in these groups, and they usually just want to play. You just have to post once or twice and you can join a group. One of my friends plays softball and that is a huge way she met people when she first moved here. She joined a league and met tons of people through her own team and others. If meeting a couple people to play makes you uncomfortable, you might try posting in the group to see if anyone just wants to watch a professional game with you virtually. You can also do this for other interests or sometimes there are groups for people who just moved to your area. For my area, there are a couple for specifically making friends or if you're just new in town, or even a word of mouth group where you can ask people questions. Any of these groups are just a great way to connect with people in your area and those with similar interests. I've also seen often either someone a part of the group or the admins of the group will post conversation starting questions where you can answer with your opinion as well as reply to other people. 
Currently, I'm part of that soccer group, which I haven't played in forever, so I just recently joined that, as well as a group for podcasting, which has been so helpful. And I never really thought about joining Facebook groups until one of my friends and actually Zach's mom talked about the groups they were a part of. You can use them for so many different reasons, but connecting, networking, and learning from others is the biggest piece. Plus, most of the time, obviously depending on the group, everyone is extremely friendly and helpful as long as you follow the guidelines for that group. There's also a group for everything, and I mean literally everything. Sports, bartending, podcasting, networking, lost dogs, dog training, music making, literally anything. Just start typing in your interest into the search bar and you will find something. Point four is where I have met most of my friends, and that is at work. This has been the easiest technique for me as you are already spending so much time with these people. You have time to bond throughout the day, making the conversion from coworker to friend much easier. I've had a little bit of a head start as working in the service industry is known for forming friendships, but this tactic can be used anywhere. You can even do this while working virtually. If there is someone you might feel like you're forming a connection with or a group you work closely with, you may try having a virtual happy hour. Getting a group together to have a drink over Zoom, or if you can, grab a drink after work if restaurants are open in your area. You may also find you connect with someone you may not have previously expected to. I found that a big piece of forming friendships is not having any expectations. Throwing away any judgments you might previously be holding and just talk to people. We have so many influences happening around us, whether that be someone else's opinion of someone or an experience they had, to a brief conversation or way we view someone through the lens of social media. We hold these views above an actual interaction we may have with someone, limiting us from forming these more meaningful bonds. This is something I have definitely been guilty of. I think in the past I've been burned from a lot of different friendships that I fear that happening in the future, and my fear from the past has caused me to be too cautious in forming friendships and taking any little, quote, red flag as a reason not to be friends with someone. It's a habit I'm trying to break and branch out to someone I might not normally see myself being friends with. This next point is going to sound silly, but I swear it actually works. If you have a dog, go to the dog park. I'm dead serious. I don't know what it is about dog people, but we love to talk to other people about our dogs and how similar they are to other people's dogs. I almost always end up in a conversation with someone when I take my dogs to the park. I've also been asked out twice while at the dog park. I swear it's a breeding ground for conversations. I don't know what happens when you step within those gates, but people suddenly embody all things extroverted when they say a cute pug running around. And for anyone wondering, I'm referring to my adorable pug, Lemon. You can also get some really great tips on raising your dogs while you're there and meet some really adorable pups, which is awesome. Similar to joining groups based on interest, kind of, is attending a class. This could be a class at your gym or yoga studio. It could be an art class. I do realize that this is a limited option as many classes or opportunities have been canceled, but I also know in some places, gyms and yoga studios are open and are doing classes with limited spots available. A lot of times, gyms and yoga studios have a community within them. Just going consistently and talking to a person next to you or the instructor can A, form a bond on its own, and B, they may know more people within that community. In previous years, I know that the yoga yoga studio in my area does a yearly retreat, which has formed a community that is very encouraging and open. 
This is also a good option as anyone who attends your gym or yoga or art studio can attend these classes, giving you so many different opportunities. I've even started talking to someone solely because they asked me if I'd been to a class before. This is also a good technique if you attend a small gym or studio as you will consistently see the same people attending classes or just working out there in general and that can make starting a conversation just a little bit more comfortable. My last two points are ones pointed out by Miss Allie Westover, so thank you. A super easy way to reach out to someone, and this works for literally anyone, is just to compliment someone. You can compliment them on something physically like their hair or what they're wearing, literally anything. And you've gone out of your way to reach out to this person, and your first contact is a positive experience for them and for you. It also gives you a starting point of talking to someone. Complimenting them on the hat they're wearing and asking them where they bought it and taking it from there. Even if you just love someone's vibe that they give off and telling them that. It can really take you places and it's an easy way to speak to someone no matter where you are. Lastly is one that I had never really thought about. Allie had mentioned that whenever she goes out alone somewhere, whether that be a coffee shop, a restaurant, maybe even sitting outside at a park, she brings a book with her. She pointed out that most of the time when she's reading a book, someone will comment on it, whether that be the bartender, another customer in the coffee shop, or someone just walking past. Similar to complimenting someone, it's an easy conversation starter and immediately creates a positive experience. And you can also use this technique in reverse. If you see someone reading a book, even asking them if they like it, or if you know the author, bringing up another book by them. Honestly, anything. With all these points, the main part of them working is remaining open to the world and open to connection. When you send out vibes that you want someone to connect with you, you want someone to walk up to you and start talking, you receive that energy back. When we are feeling closed off to the world and we hide ourselves, we send out that energy. People around you can sense that you're feeling that way and that you want to keep to yourself. So when we change that narrative, when you walk around smiling at people you don't know and you aren't afraid when they walk up to you, it can change everything. We have to truly want what we say we want. And by that I mean not just wanting connection on the surface, but deep down in your core and sending out that energy. of things. Please, please, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and go like and follow my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash thisisyourlifepodcast. There I post more resources and updates on episodes, as well as overall encouraging content. If you have any suggestions or requests for episode topics, you can email me at thisisyourlifepodcast at gmail.com. And remember guys, this is your life.